0: Pages of notes on my, oh my. tab. What's normal for you?
1: Like
0: four. I'll <laughs> put my headphones on when it's time because okay. I still don't like. it.
1: Yeah, I, that messes you up, doesn't it? You don't like wearing headphones, or? I, uh,
0: I, it's it changes the event. You know what I mean? Like when I I'm gotcha. podcasting, I feel like it, I yeah. talk differently than I do when I'm on the air. And the difference is headphones, you know, yeah. it's like, you See, know, it's, it's like when your parents are around some, well, maybe your parents are different, but let me give this example. When your parents are around, there's a, there's a switch that flips and you're like, you know, not to curse, you know, not talk about certain yeah, things. Yeah. And then when you're with your friends, that switches back <laughs> on, you know what I mean? So, yeah, um, I don't know.
1: I, I feel like wearing headphones just helps me uh make sure that I'm on the microphone and not over here.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. That's or, a good point. Or
1: all the way over here. Yeah, Yeah,
0: I probably do a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this is no hugging, no learning. Let's get the intro in before five. The five minute mark. <laughs> oh, uh, this hey, time. yeah. What's up?
1: <laughs> it's uh, the show about one thing: watching Seinfeld for the first time.
0: I'm Tim Murphy. I'm Ted Holwell. And there's, as you might have heard us just mentioning, there's a ton to unpack about this episode. As far as a season premiere, this was pretty great, but also
1: kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. It was, um, it was interesting in the fact that uh, it, it feels like they're laying groundwork for future episodes. But the whole basis of the show is these characters don't learn anything from their past episodes. So I I don't know what is going to happen.
0: Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And all four people have a storyline, so that's new. Um, And it really feels like they finally decided after five episodes what they want the show to be. And, then, and, that, and now they're kind of rebooting. Yeah. This is almost like a reboot of, of the yeah, Seinfeld Chronicles when you get that. down to it. Yeah. We're talking about The Ex-Girlfriend, Season 2, Episode 1. It aired January 23rd, 1991. It was supposed to air a week earlier, but do you know what happened? No, what happened? The breakout of Gulf War one. Oh! Yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: I know. All right. I
0: know. So it was postponed to January 23rd, 1991. We were all ready to laugh again. <laughs> oh, let me do some uh, house cleaning from the last episode. We talked about Dolphin Safe Tuna. And there were a lot of oh, yeah. cultural touchstones in the last episode. One of them was the Berlin Wall, which had only really just come down. It's crazy to think about that. But uh, the other thing was uh, Jerry's not allowed to order uh, tuna in the season finale of season one because uh, you know she's like, "Oh, the dolphins get caught in the net." And I didn't do too much research on it, but the dolphin-safe tuna label is still on. Is it really the tuna can? Yeah, yeah. I checked my okay. uh, I checked my pantry, and there's still there's a whole Wikipedia article about. The dolphin-safe tuna label. If you want to know when that became a thing, and but I think you know, as far as causes go, I say human beings. Let's give ourselves a pat on the back, you know, because like (laughs) what for not fishing dolphins to death, for not killing dolphins (laughs) while we're trying to kill tuna, like because you didn't even, you weren't even aware that it was a thing, right? No, I had no clue. So this is, I want to say the the older millennials out there, this is our polio. We we did it essentially, you know. Like people grow up now, they're like, "Oh wow, we we, did it! We eradicated polio." So from now on, when they say, "Oh, the only thing, the last thing we ever did was get rid of polio," now we can say we also got rid of uh, dolphins in tuna. So I I think that's a great a great thing to and and actually um my uh my buddy James from Mississippi uh, checking out the podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, You can subscribe
1: anywhere: Spotify, iTunes, One Day. Hopefully in the well, future you're listening well, to this. And we're one, already there. One of these days, <laughs> yeah. subscribe to us on iTunes. Yeah. Give us a, give us a five star review. We might send you a no hugging, no learning sticker once we get those made. Yeah, we're, we're gonna wait until we're on iTunes to get those made. Right, right. Uh, but like, uh, give us an email if you want. Uh, no hugging, no learning. Show at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Follow us on Twitter at no hugging. Uh, we actually have a listener voicemail. That's which we'll, awesome. Which we'll play later on. I didn't even know that we had a phone number, but we'll play it near the end of the show. <laughs>
0: Oh, oh, near the end of the show. Okay, um, let me just throw in what James said. He, uh, the Dolphin Safe Tuna Party said immediately made me think of Lethal Weapon 2. There was a small subplot about the same thing. So I think that is around the same era, 1990, huh, okay. 1991. So it was a big deal. Yeah. It was a much bigger deal than, than even I probably remember. So, yeah. Um, yeah, thank you very much for checking us out. And thanks to uh, <laughs> at Eerie Alex for... Uh, well, I tweeted at him because he was talking sports. He's our sports guy here oh, at the yeah, radio yeah, station yeah. we work at. And he mentioned something about... There's two baseball players named Kramer... And Newman. Now, you don't know who <laughs> Newman is yet, right? Do you know anything? I mean, I know who he is. You know he who is. he is, but yeah. we haven't met him officially. Exactly. Uh, and so it's just one of the things that you knew about culturally going into Hello Newman was mm-hmm. one of the things that you mm-hmm. but you don't know any context for it. So anyway, I tweeted a picture back at uh, uh, at him and the guy he was tweeting with of Kramer and Newman, the Kramer yeah. and Newman we know. And uh, so he you know, he suggested the podcast to the guy he was
1: tweeting with and said, oh, you'd love these guys. Yeah. So thanks for the Twitter love. And before we actually get into the episode, yeah. this is like the one time where we actually can talk current events. Right? Because when we, when we typically record these episodes, it's a week before they come out. Right, right. As you're listening to this, if you're listening to it on Sunday, mm-hmm. we recorded this two days ago.
0: Right. If so- you're listening to it on Sunday, August 5th, we recorded it on well we recorded one day ago. Yeah, we, we recorded August August yesterday. Yeah. Yes, it's August 4th today. <laughs> so why do you bring that up because
1: Because Jerry Seinfeld
0: was just in town. Right, he was at the Warner <laughs> Theater. I don't know anything about the crowd or how No, how, I
1: heard literally nothing about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um which I don't know if that's good. Uh like, like there's no review. Yeah. Uh in the Times there's no review in the Reader. Um, I saw a lot of. I knew no one that went to it.
0: A few of my Facebook friends were excited. Yeah, they were posting like, you know, attending Jerry Seinfeld to the Warner Theater tonight. Like, so excited. So I would have been too. I mean, it was a. I I don't get out much during the middle of the week, and so, um, you know, we didn't spring for the tickets or anything.
1: Yeah, I would have. I mean, even at this point, I would have loved to have gone. Mm -hmm. Had I I guess tickets sold out really quick. Good. that's good news because the good tickets
0: were like 150 bucks, and the bad tickets were like 60 bucks. Oh my god. For. Our small hamlet of Erie, Pennsylvania, that's a lot of money. It is, but it's yeah. also a legend of stand-up comedy. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, and, and, and the
1: Warner's what, like thirty-five hundred seats? Yeah, it's not huge.
0: I mean, it's got a balcony no, and then yeah, a level. It's, I, it's I'm, not.
1: It's not big, yeah. but I. You think cheapest ticket being sixty bucks yeah. times. 3,500 mm-hmm. times, I don't know, one and a half. Yeah. It's a lot of money. If
0: you wanted to sit in the balcony, it was 60 bucks. If you wanted to be on the floor, it was over 100 Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, especially with service fees and all that junk. So uh, I'm glad he sold out because when I saw those ticket prices, I was like, oh boy, but at yeah. least there's enough Richie's.
1: Well, I, I think it did anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's just going we'll to say it did. Yeah. For, we don't want to say it didn't. For, for Jerry Seinfeld's sake. Yeah, yeah. But Con, congrats on selling out the Warner, Jerry. Congrats. <laughs>
0: but we, it's, it's his, he, the man could probably has probably sold out Madison Square Garden, but selling out the Warner in <laughs> That's Erie, the lifetime that's accomplishment. the feather in the cap. <laughs> uh, but he, you, unfortunately we did not get our interview with Jerry Seinfeld despite tweeting at him. We never, dang it. That's the only thing we tried was a couple of tweets and he didn't uh, you know. We need I to even, step up our game. I offered him even a weird car and
1: some Tim Hortons coffee and he still didn't bite. We need to get a weirder car yeah. and 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 we need to get more obscure coffee. More obscure coffee. We need to get like a clown car. and We need to put every other podcaster in it. Yep. So he can just do every podcast all at once. Yeah, that makes sense. And we need to get him like some Death Wish coffee or something.
0: Or like even better, some local coffee. You know, some Ember and Forge, uh, some uh, brouhaha, perhaps. (laughs) So, oh well. Next time, because he's coming back, because he sold out. He's like, I made bank.
1: Maybe. Yeah, we'll see.
0: <laughs> He's like, you know how much money I made? Oh, come on. It's a Hyundai. It's the Warner. <laughs> it's a Hyundai. All right, let's talk about the ex-girlfriend. Anyway, Because yeah, yeah, as yeah. we said, there's so much to cover. Uh, and we're actually on a time crunch today. <laughs> uh, so the first thing we get is a stand-up bit. Um, oh, wait. What, what, do, what do people see in the TV Guide? Do you have that?
1: Oh, Yeah. George puzzles over how to dump a domineering girlfriend. Mm Okay. I wouldn't necessarily call this character domineering. Yeah. I was expecting her to be a lot more, uh, I can't think of another word, a lot more domineering than (laughs) she was in this episode, just based on the description. Yeah. Like browbeating. Yeah. Like like, I I was expecting her to just uh, honestly be a full on dominatrix. Oh, wow. That would have been incredible. I I mean, yeah, that's what I was picturing. Yeah. I, but it was far. Or at from least that. maybe
0: an emotional dominatrix. Yeah. You know, like yeah. someone who. Like it,
1: someone who's just like super manipulative yeah, to yeah. George, like as he's like, he's trying to break up with her, but she's just like doing everything she can to lure him back in. But mm-hmm. she's not even doing that.
0: No. no. And, and it's really, really their own politeness that is causing them to be. Uh, manipulated by whatever she does do. You yeah. know, it's like they just can't be mean to her or whatever it is. <laughs> uh, so we get a uh, uh, first, we're talking about traffic and uh, the lane expert, which I liked that part of the bit. It was like the, the people who switch, constantly switch lanes, even when traffic is moving. Yeah, you know, yeah. there, there's a really long stretch here called 12th Street in Erie that um, is a, there's a lot of lights and. I stay in one lane, and I'm like, I, this is it. I've chosen my lane. You just get in one lane just getting,
1: stick with it? Yeah, I stick yeah. with it.
0: Even if the other lane is going faster, it's like, all right, I've made my decision. I'm not going to get... Because it always screws me. I get in the other lane, and all of a sudden, that lane becomes the one that starts yeah. slowing down. So <laughs> the people that are constantly switching lanes, I don't think it gets them there any faster you know what I mean? Don't yeah. you hate that? Especially on, uh, you know, talking about the interstate then, like, you know, they, they're switching lanes, going in between, like, you know, you're a safe distance from the car in front of you, and they slide in there, and mm-hmm. then they speed up, and then they slide mm-hmm. over again. Slide. I'm like, you're not getting anywhere any faster than the yeah. rest of us, I guarantee you, because 30 minutes down the road, I pass you again. So mm-hmm. just calm down, yeah. lane expert. Well,
1: well, it's like uh my fiance and I were driving in Ohio yeah. uh, up Interstate 80 this past weekend and I have like a safe distance between me and the car mm-hmm. in front of me and I don't know if this is an Ohio thing. I've heard stories, so I think it is. Ohio
0: is some oh, of the worst drivers exact- in the world. Oh, yeah. my
1: lord. These dudes aren't even they're not using their signal. They're not even they're not trying yeah. to be quick. About getting into your lane, they're just slowly veering over. Then, oh, hey, they're in front of you. Jeez, like you are going to cause an accident. Yeah, it, it's going to kill everyone.
0: There was a noticeable change at the when I drove from Mississippi to Pennsylvania to live here. I um, are went, people better drivers up here or worse? Uh, Pennsylvania's kind of a uh, middle of the road kind of okay. thing, but when I <laughs> cross, not,
1: not a middle of the road, driving yeah. down the middle of the
0: road. Right, yeah, right. That's Ohio. <laughs> That's there Ohio. Was a nos- when I crossed the border from, I think, Kentucky to Ohio, <laughs> I was like, it, it was just a noticeable change right away. I was like, what is going on? This is like, Ma- I like crossed into Mad Max. <laughs> it's like, we're, it's like a,
1: a giant version of Mario Kart. Yeah, yeah.
0: It, it was- it was, you know, you, sometimes you don't notice those things. Like, oh, we crossed the border. It, there was a noticeable change <laughs> right away. Yeah. Um, but then I didn't like the thing where he takes it to, it was, a, sometimes, you know, I mean, taking comedy to the extreme is funny. I didn't like the thing where he's like, pretty soon we're going to be driving backwards. Oh, this is bad traffic. Yeah, that was dumb. Yeah, it didn't. The it was idea really wasn't dumb. totally there, especially to end on, you know. He's
1: yeah. like, pretty soon I'm going to just get off and go the other way. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <Okay>. Nice <laughs> yeah, closer. I know. Wow. I didn't, It didn't work on me. Uh, but then we're in a car. George is there talking about how he sh- he's trying to talk himself into not feeling bad for breaking up with this girl they are going to meet later. What's her name again? Mar- 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 Marlene.
1: Marlene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. M- Marlinda. Mar- Marlinda. <laughs> Um, but yeah he's talking about like all the issues they're having at, or the all the, bleh, bleh, all the issues he's having with her yeah. uh like she said i love you first she asked him out mm-hmm. which i don't know it, it's 1991 that's a huge <laughs> thing yeah, uh, apparently yeah. um but yeah he's just trying to tell jerry like he, he's seeing if it's okay if he breaks up with her i guess yeah
0: yeah he's like uh, it doesn't make me a bad person that's what he's trying to say yeah. you know he doesn't want to be a bad person
1: oh and then all of her friends
0: yeah he met all of her friends <laughs> yeah and so he's deep into the relationship and now he's like you know is it how can i be? and he wants to do it over the phone and i think jerry talks him out of that Yeah, but jerry's being the supportive friend like you're you're only human you know <laughs> uh, and then elaine shows up i guess they were waiting for elaine and george tries to let her in the back seat and she doesn't want to sit in the back seat and i'm and i expect george to get out and Get into the back seat, but instead they sit three abreast. But there's a weird little yeah. There's a weird little um, note there where he goes, "Come on, you can't." And I I agree with this only because it's uncomfortable. But the smaller person goes in the middle when you sit three abreast. But it's weird that she threw in like he's like, "You can't go guy, guy, girl when you're sitting all together." And she's like, "Oh, you're a little bit of." Homophobic, aren't you? I'm like, yeah. We were saying homophobic on 1991 and primetime Aper- TV. Apparently,
1: but the thing is, it wasn't. Uh, it, it was still culturally acceptable to be homophobic because George Shrugs and goes, "Is it that obvious? Do you think Did that you catch was that?
0: A, was it sarca- was that sarcastic though? I couldn't tell. Like, I don't is think, it that I, obvious? I don't think
1: it was sarcastic. Yeah. sarcastic at all. I, I think in 1991, uh, everyone's still this is think, new- thinking this- that. I don't know. Gay people aren't people. This is New York City, 1991, though. That's Still, a much, much different.
0: I don't know. Culturally, you know, I mean, up there, you know, you uh, in New York City, like nobody cares what you are, or what you look like, what, because everyone else is true. You know, they're just trying to make their own way. That's you know, true. and so. Yeah. I think it was. I think that was a sarcastic, especially thinking about you know knowing Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld. They've never come off as like yeah. the Tim Allens, like we were talking about, you know, <laughs> or Larry the Cable Guys or something oh. like that, who would make these like awful stereotypes yeah, and exactly. dumb racial you know slur that's jokes true. and stuff like that. Hey, um, if
1: you knew what it was like to be gay in New York City in 1991, <laughs> give us an email. No hugging, no learning show at Gmail.
0: I think he shrugs and rolls his eyes like, yeah, that's the reason. But maybe it was. Mm, I don't know. Okay. Maybe, maybe I misread that. I don't know. Just knowing, you know, where we are culturally now, I don't know. Maybe, um, maybe
1: I'm just like reading too much into it.
0: It could be. Yeah. Could be. But um, I, I uh, it, it would does suck to be. Left out of the conversation when you are in the back seat. Oh, it like, sucks. I like that she threw in that little detail. Like, I will have to rest my head on the chair in front of me. Yeah, like, that's kind of that's very funny. You know, you're always like sticking your head up in between the. What are you guys talking about? And I want to say that Jerry Seinfeld had a bit about that. I, I remember some stand-up comic did like, and how you're passing other people in cars with people in the back seat, and you're like commiserating with them, like <laughs> non-verbally, like, "Hey, look where we are, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, you're back here too. It's yeah, crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. The yeah. radio's always too. You can't hear any of the conversation. Mm-hmm. So, but I remember in um, uh, college. One of my buddies, Greg, had a station wagon that he, it was like obviously an old family car that was handed down to him. And we always, wherever we were going, me, Peyton, and Greg, we would always sit three abreast in the front seat of the station wagon. That's what we call it, (laughs) sitting three abreast. And Peyton, the smallest one, was always in the middle, I think.
1: I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, you have the most room on the left side and the right side. Yeah. Yeah, like, anytime I have to sit in the middle, it sucks. I'm 6'2". It's not going to be a fun time for anybody. Makes sense. I'm not going to have enough room. I'm going to have to do the the awful, like, man-spreading. My my (laughs) legs are going to have to be at the widest, obtuse angle possible.
0: Yeah, or you stretch them. My knees out. are going
1: to be touching both doors.
0: Are <laughs> you stretch them out up so your toes touch the radio? <laughs> oh my God, yeah,
1: I can change the channel with my pinky
0: toe. Yeah, I don't want to listen to this. No. Uh, and then Elaine tells a story about uh, a neighbor who she used to have a great relationship with, and now does not. Now they don't even trade. Yeah, was
1: it a? Is it a guy in her building? Yeah. Okay, I didn't yeah. catch that or not. Um, but yeah, it's like the decline in communication. Uh it started off with like them always like stopping and talking to each other mm-hmm. then it declined to them just saying hi mm-hmm. now it's to the point of polite nodding yeah. and she said today he didn't even give me the polite Not nod even he just blew him. me off completely mm-hmm. so um I I don't know. I I did really like Jerry's line here. He says a relationship is an organism. If you starve it, it dies. Mm -hmm. But if you if you he didn't say this part. But if you feed into it, it survives. Mm -hmm. It thrives. Mm -hmm. It's a living thing. And I'm like, wow, that's really. I I, I don't know. That's a really like modern viewpoint. I think.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Even for just normal everyday relationships. Yeah. You know. Like one day, one of them didn't have time and said, hi, you know, and it's like, oh, I guess we're just high now. And then, you know, the, then it yeah. just deteriorated from there rather than the next time making sure um, you had the time to talk to them, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, anything else about the car ride?
1: I don't think so. Okay, I, mean, was,
0: I, I, do, I will say that a lot
1: of quick cuts in this episode.
0: Uh, so many quick cuts yeah. and so many locations. That's one I thing know. I want to touch on a little bit later. It,
1: especially later on, we'll, we'll get to it. Like there's like three yeah. scenes in a minute. Yeah, and there, yeah, there's
0: like a, and there's like smash cut to the diner.
1: Smash <laughs> cut back to Jerry's <laughs> apartment. Like no transitions,
0: no establishing shot. It's just smash cut, smash cut. It's like we're watching a music video or something. Uh, but they had a lot to cram in. You could tell. But I do like the very lo-fi way they did the car ride. You can tell it was like. People shaking the car and, like, (laughs) maybe a, a, a... Do they have the green screen? No, no green screen. I don't think. I think it was just a darkened set and like a uh, oh an intern with flashlights like running behind the car, making it look like cars yes! were turning. Behind oh it my god! Like that.
1: That's what it
0: looked like to <laughs> me. It was very like 1950s style filmmaking. I That's thought incredible. so. Very good for it. Tom Sharonis, who once again directed this episode. Uh, <laughs> great filmmaking from him. Uh, okay, now we're in Jerry's apartment. Smash cut to yeah. Jerry's apartment. Well, actually,
1: there is a transition. There, oh, there, there was is an establishing shot because oh, okay. I wanted to point this out. Did Jerry get a new? Op- apartment building because it's an enti- it's a different it's an see? entirely different shot these are the that things I don't using notice. yeah yeah what have they been doing before uh, I think they've been focusing on uh the balconies yeah uh but this time they they're focusing on just to the left of the balcony okay uh there's just like a, a bunch of windows yeah in this shot like you can clearly tell oh I, I think this is the same building it just looks A little different. I
0: totally did not notice. Yeah. That was just
1: my first impression. I'm like, (laughs) wait, 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 wait. Okay. If we're in the same building that we've been in for multiple episodes, use the same (laughs) same. establishing shot. (laughs) Although I think, especially like with the
0: diner, for instance, I think we get a couple of different establishing shots for that. Like sometimes it's from the corner. Sometimes it's from straight on. We
1: do. But no matter where you're at with a diner, you can see. Tom's restaurant. Right, right. Or as we get to later in this, M's restaurant. It's just oh, okay. M apostrophe S restaurant. It's weird that they have Tom's in it because in the show it's called Monks. Yeah, maybe that's the point. Maybe they purposely yeah, yeah. obscure the T.O.
0: Yeah, and so it says M's, and for, M's for stands monks. for monks.
1: <laughs> Who knows? Maybe. Maybe that's the philosophy yeah. there. Yeah, or maybe they just thought
0: nobody would notice. As Tom's on the outside, monk bought the diner, didn't want to pay for a new sign. <laughs> no, did M. Yeah, and then, um, <laughs> but Jerry is dialing wrong numbers, and I wonder if this is one of, this is the first of many little bits that don't go anywhere. There's so many little bits in this yeah, episode. Yeah, you're right. It's almost like I was comparing it in my mind to Family Guy cutaways. But Family Guy cutaways have more to do with the plot of an episode of Family Guy than these little vignettes have to. There's yeah. so many things that happen that just never go anywhere. And I'm look, like, why look, are those that, in there? That,
1: and there's two in a row right here. There's the Jerry makes two yeah. uh, long distance wrong yeah. number phone calls. Yeah. And I, I mean, they do bring it back later in the episode, but as far as like substantial content, the cantaloupe.
0: The cantaloupe, I like, know.
1: Okay, you could have done anything there. Yeah. Uh, Kramer just barges in saying, like, oh, yeah, I found the best cantaloupe down at what was the name of the place?
0: Joe's? Joe's. Joe's, yeah. yeah it sounds like yeah. a little bodega kind yeah. of place. It, yeah. It's only
1: 49 cents a cantaloupe. It's <laughs> half of what you're paying at the supermarket. And, and I wrote down the note, Kramer is literally a grandma in this situation. Because uh, he'll he'll penny pinch to the point where it's just, uh, yeah. like, annoying. And
0: he'll put like, himself out of his way just to save a few pennies. Yeah, So he's exactly. got to drag a shopping cart that he... Keep somewhere down to the store. I
1: remember, like, whenever I was a kid, my grandma would call, like, my dad, like, on our home phone. Yeah. The whole purpose of the phone call would be, like, oh, Aldi has eggs for 89 cents a dozen. I'm like, okay.
0: okay. Yeah, yeah. I love you too, Graham. (laughs) Speaking of phone calls, though, I like how he's upset about... No, I've been charged for two long-distance phone calls. Yeah. <laughs> Paying for long distance just is not on anybody's radar and hasn't been for no. at least 10 years, you know, no. maybe more.
1: I, I don't think I've ever had to worry about it. Yeah, I, just connecting yeah. would
0: be like a buck or two, I think, in, in oh. 1991. Yeah, like, well, uh, you know, so the fact that he was on the phone for 10 seconds and then he had to make another call, yeah. well, his bill is going to obviously increase just because of those it's two wrong numbers. It's going to be so yeah. high. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's, so it's weird that, like, both, uh, spoiler alert for Elaine's thing and, and Kramer's thing. These are storylines. These are B storylines for the other characters, which I appreciate, but A, they don't go anywhere, and B, they all kind of play off camera. You know, we have to hear about it later on, secondhand yeah. from the character. So it's just weird. You know, yeah. we don't we never meet this neighbor that we never go to Joe's grocery. Yeah. You know, we, it, it's just you Bo- think it's going to pay off later and it doesn't.
1: Exactly. Both Kramer and Elaine in this episode could literally be standing on the edge of the camera frame, screaming into the void. Yeah. And it would be the same amount of <laughs> yeah. substance.
0: Um, so uh, George comes in and he's very excited that he broke up with uh, this woman.
1: Yeah, he says...
0: Marlena? uh,
1: Yeah, and (laughs) actually, as I was watching this episode, um, I paused it right at this moment to make a note that, oh yeah, George dances in, he broke up with his girlfriend, and Grace asks me, oh, have you laughed yet in this episode? I'm like, no. (laughs) And I, I turn it right back on, and he says the quote, it was in the kitchen which was risky of course because it was near all the yeah. knives and I laughed that, really that got hard. You. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, "Hey, there you go." <laughs> so
0: George goes through the whole break she starts crying. He's like, "It's like a jailbreak, you know." And this episode, this is where I wrote down, this is the monologue episode. This is the episode yeah. like there are so many times when when the, you know, for instance, Elaine and her neighbor story, there mm-hmm. were little inserts here and there but if you wanted to use this as a monologue you could use it you could use george's thing like nobody uh later there's just so many monologues in this episode that it was kind of weird
1: yeah this is a very intro to theater yeah. monologue episode yeah still still very much <laughs> get, get up in front of your class of 20 people and perform a monologue <laughs> yeah
0: yeah um but so uh, then we learned that he left some books there right yes is that where he, this is where he talks about that
1: uh yeah george is asking jerry if uh jerry can go retrieve george's books yeah from Uh, Marlene's place. Mm -hmm. And side note, uh, I don't want to distract too much. Why does Jerry have so many boxes of cornflakes? That's another. Did you notice that?
0: That's another thing Jerry Seinfeld loves: Superman, baseball, obviously, and Uh, not just baseball. The the New York York Mets Mets, and cereal. Some for some reason he has has associated himself with cereal. He loves cereal. He's going to be eating cereal a lot during the series. Yeah, he had
1: eight boxes of cereal. At least three, maybe four of them. We're the most boring-ass cereal yeah. of all time, Cornflakes.
0: Flakes. He, the man loves cereal.
1: Like, I eat a lot of cereal, too. I'll buy, like, the family box of yeah. Special K and eat it all myself. Oh. Uh, but, like, get some variety, dude. <laughs> eat, eat something, like, I don't know, good? Yeah,
0: I, I don't mean, know. I mean, I don't know.
1: Is Special K better than cornflakes? I think it is.
0: It's, I guess. It's, I, I, I like thought it, it was I Corn like, flakes. I like it a
1: little better. It, yeah. it, it's more like... Crisp,
0: you, you can taste the difference as opposed to yeah store brand generic cornflakes. I think so. You're probably right, yeah, probably I, right. I don't know,
1: but anyway, <laughs> that, that, that's that's all with uh George asking about the books, I think. Yeah, it's weird
0: that um, did this happen here? No, okay. Then we go, then we're at the di- or oh, at the diner with Marlene and he's picking up the books. Jerry Seinfeld is, yep. Um, and what's domineering about this lady is. She's Southern, first of all. Very Southern, which is weird. Yeah. Because um, it almost seemed like a fake Southern accent to me. I lived in the South for like the last, you know, eight <laughs> years, seven seven years, let's say, before I got here. And so
1: you've heard some authentic Southern heard, accents. Yeah,
0: hers was very, again, intro to theater, Southern accent, like Cat on a Hot Tin <laughs> Roof, high school production. Oh no. Maybe the actress is actually Southern, maybe, I don't know. But, maybe,
1: maybe she is, or yeah. maybe she was just like playing around. Uh, with I don't know what accent, she yeah,
0: because because George impersonates her early on, and I'm like, is that really
1: what this character's going to sound like? sure enough, yeah, sure. Jerry. Um. <laughs> uh, did you see the titles of the books that no. George had to pick up? No. All right. Oh my god. There was. <laughs> do I have to give up? Er, do I have to give up me to be loved by you? There's <laughs> staying well with the gentle art of verbal self defense. Wow. And then there's I'm okay. You're okay. oh
0: that's a very famous book Have you ever heard of that i'm okay you're okay no that's a very is famous it? self-help book are the book. other
1: two ones made up
0: i i have not heard of <laughs> I them i really before, hope they are but i'm okay you're okay is a very like is it okay? punchliney joke for i i'd say more like the 80s i don't know when it came out but um yeah that's a that's a pretty famous book so i didn't notice that i'll have to look it up i've never heard of it before. I, I, i've only heard of it in cultural references here and there yeah. you know um, but you can, you know, um, I'm trying to think of another similar, that ah, probably will come to me, but, um, just another similar thing that's been in the culture. Like, oh, this book here, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Oh, okay. It's like that kind of book. You okay. Know? okay. It's, and it was as famous, I think, at the time. Uh, but then that became, but then it became a punchline and other things. You know, it just became part of the zeitgeist. You're welcome.
1: <laughs> Drink. Uh, Marlene is asking Jerry now. Marlene, this character that we just met, mm-hmm. who has this huge backstory, yeah. apparently, asks if her and Jerry can still be friends. Yeah, can we still be friends? That must be how she met George, I guess. I guess. Yeah, but like. What is the point of this? We know nothing yeah. about Marlene. Mm-hmm. Why? Why do we care if her and Jerry are still friends mm-hmm. or not? Like we met her literally twenty seconds ago.
0: Yeah, I, get, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> but it's weird. The, I it's, don't in know. the way she's this is the way she's domineering. Maybe they weren't that close of friends, and Jer- that maybe that's why Jerry's kind of taken aback. Like, oh. Uh yeah, sure. like, I guess. Yeah, like yeah, he, he seems to be thinking like be I didn't even know we were friends, but fine, yeah. yeah. Sure. But that's the way she is domineering. She's they are too everyone's too they don't want to be mean to her they're too polite. What would you say in that situation? No, right? So, like George didn't even want to break up with her. She's just there's there's no good reason to accept. There's no chemistry, True. there's no connection. So, True. um, you know, and the way she's domineering is you know, uh, well they'll talk about it later. There's no good chance to get off the phone. She tells these stories that don't go anywhere. Um, one one of them she's telling in the diner is I jumped in a pool with my clothes on and everybody was looking and I don't know why or something like that and and that's the end of the story <laughs> yeah. you know, um so it's those kind of things and it's just someone they can't be mean to I guess so that's the way she's domineering she just demands the attention and then doesn't do anything with it
1: yeah, I guess I guess um I don't know if we get a smash cut or we actually get a transition yeah. next. Uh, but we're in Jerry's chiropractor because right. Jerry has the best chiropractor the best in the guy. city that yeah. we learned in the car ride See earlier. See my guy, he's the best. Yeah. And uh, so George is taking him up on his advice and Jerry's like, oh, did you read those books again yeah. by chance? Since I went and picked them up for you? You know, when you read Moby Dick for the second time, Ahab and the whale become good friends. Yeah. Which I, I laughed at.
0: That's funny, but also stupid because <laughs> has Jerry never, maybe he only watches baseball games on tape delay. Yeah, Has he never watched a movie for a second time? Has he never watched a rerun of a TV show? Like (laughs) He only watches things once, once and that's it. And then it's burned. Don't even ask him to see it again. That's what I didn't get about that. You know, why would anybody read a book a second time? I don't know, maybe it's a piece of art. Have you ever been to a museum? And once you go to a museum, you just want it to be raised to the ground, just just bulldozed (laughs) to the ground? I saw that painting, you know, saw the Mona Lisa once, burn it! uh, Why can't we enjoy a piece of art more than once? I thought that, that was another just, a, just an absurd um, it makes statement me,
1: makes me think. I was listening to uh, another podcast this week, and they brought. Hope up... You hadn't the, heard it before. <laughs> they, they brought up the idea of like there should be a version of Spotify where you can only listen to songs once, yeah, and that's it. You can't get to the song once you listen to it once. It, it's like the Snapchat of. Spotify.
0: I'll do you one better, and they don't tell you the artist or title or anything. You
1: just have to guess, and you can only listen to it once. And so, if you
0: hear a song that you're absolutely in love with, you're like...
1: You better be quick with the Shazam, or or you're just out of luck. Yeah, or you're out
0: of luck, and you're like, I have to find the song, and you're telling everybody lyrics and like how the beat goes (laughs) and stuff like that, and you're like, does anybody recognize this song or whatever? Because nothing more maddening than... (laughs) Then having a song in your head, hearing it once and going, gosh,
1: I love that and Googling the lyrics and nothing comes up and asking people and no one knows. I'm going on about uh, five, four years of having this one song stuck in my head that I heard on a radio station in uh, the Bethany, Rehoboth Beach area of Delaware. Yeah, it was. The thing is, though, it was on a syndicated show on the radio station, so I couldn't even look. On like their website yeah. to see what it was, yeah. or like tweet into the guys like, "Hey, what what, what was that song? I, I loved it.
0: How did it go? Do you remember?
1: Nope. <laughs> I, I, now I, you don't remember. Nope. Uh-huh. I mean, I remember uh, one line. Uh,
0: Here it goes. If anybody knows it,
1: I, I'm not. I'm not going to sing it. Uh, Can you say it or it, it, it was he was saying something about like respect or something, uh-huh. but he was like screaming it. Respect. It, it, was, it was a hard rock station. Hard sure. rock.
0: Um, screaming the word respect.
1: I've no clue what it
0: was. Okay. It wasn't like an Aretha Franklin cover. No. By <laughs> Disturbed. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's all Disturbed does now is of <laughs> the 60s.
2: Oh no, no,
1: no, no. Stop that. Stop it right there.
0: <laughs>
1: the, they're, I think we they're, saw they're gonna be the next ones to cover Earth, Wind, and Fire <laughs> yeah. and put Taylor Swift to shame. Whoa, whoa! All oh, that
0: you remember. <laughs> ooh, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> wait is that disturbed yeah they're the ones that did ooh, ah,
1: ah, ah?
0: yeah oh, all the... i know them from is that god awful rendition of sound of silence <laughs> i just saw a great tweet today though that was like weird al goes his whole life writing these hilarious parody songs and then disturbed comes along and does the funniest version of sound of silence <laughs> or something
1: like that and, and uh, it wasn't even a parody it was a i legit know, yeah cover. they were trying and some people
0: like it and i'm like oh, oh, god. boy if anybody knows that screaming respect song, tweet at us at no hugging. Send us an email, or something. Um, <laughs> We're
1: really uh, plugging that email this week, aren't
0: we? <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, we have a lot. We need a lot of information. <laughs> That's true. Um, uh, this is where they talk about how I, I like. I, I do like that how this is domineering. There's no break in the phone conversation where you can go. All right, then uh, this that line got me. Where
1: they're talking about Marlena and how she's uh, is it Marlena or Marlene? Marlene. Okay, Marlene. Yeah, Mar- um, Marlena is like a wrestling ballet. She was like Goldest's Oh, ballet. oh, yeah. got it. Okay. Yeah, Mar- Marlene, is who we are talking.
0: about. I think I'm thinking of three Marlenas by The Wallflowers as well. Are uh, you familiar? Okay. Uh, no, no. It, they have this great song where they scream respect. <gasps> Wait a second. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, I, that made me chuckle because that's what that's what everybody does when they when it's the end of a phone call. Like,
1: <laughs> are you laughing at? Their yeah, okay. I'm just laughing at you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, where they say, "All right then," I I, I like that. Uh, you know. Yeah,
1: and how she she just gets on the phone and just. Jerry, Jerry, I don't know. Sometimes, <laughs> like oh, yeah. I've had some phone calls like that. Yeah, they are yeah. insufferable.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, what do you know? Uh, and I also chuckled at uh, in this scene George calling the chiropractor very sarcastically. Right, the doctor. doctor. Right, doctor. Um, coming right. Yeah, I'll be right there. Doctor. I love that I love that. Because some people do feel that way about chiropractors. Like my mom is one of those people that
1: swears by her chiropractor, and some people think they're witch doctors. Like just a step above witch yeah, doctors, you absolutely. Know? <laughs> I know. Uh, um we get a... I don't, was it was there anything more you wanted to talk about? No, no, I'm good there. Waiting room. Okay, we get a stand-up bit. Uh Jerry's talking about uh waiting in the waiting room but getting called in, and then you're just waiting in the littler waiting, room, waiting room. Which um this seemed really long. Uh-huh. This stand-up bit seemed really long. Yeah, and I'm thinking uh, because I enjoyed this stand-up bit more than any of the other ones in the episode, but maybe that's the key to Jerry Seinfeld's stand-up bits: is to watch like longer bits of mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. instead of just like a quick setup and a punchline. Mm-hmm. So, like maybe if like you watch the whole thing. I don't know. Maybe I'll enjoy it more. Yeah. Maybe, maybe if I went and seen him at the Warner Theater, I would have been laughing my ass off. Undoubtedly. Probably. You, have you ever
0: heard extended Jerry Seinfeld? No. no. Okay. No. Get uh, get. You don't have to do it now, but one day, just get. I'm telling you for the last time. Okay. That's you know his his. I don't think it was his first stand up special, but it's the one where he was like, "Gonna burn again." Hey, Jerry Seinfeld, you ever told a joke twice? <laughs> I, I just can't get beyond that. You're know. Like, oh, listen just to this really album. stuck on that, aren't you? I, I listen to this Disturbed album, now I'm going to break it in half or delete it from uh, existence or whatever you that's do with That's probably albums. the best thing to do that with is, a Disturbed yeah, yeah. album anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, so I'm telling you for the last time it was like a great stand-up special and that's where he was like, I'm retiring everything in the old act and I'm going to start over fresh now that Seinfeld is kind of, huh. I think it was coming to a close at the time or something. Interesting. Um, but uh, where was I going with that? Oh, oh, well he's a guy who like, You know he he's done a lot of interviews about how he crafts a joke and he gets it down to he's like if I can delete a word, great, it's gone. He wants his jokes as short as possible. Word economy is what he deals in. Seinfeld, yeah, yeah. And so uh, he so but then that must add up to a lot of little laugh lines that lead up to a bigger laugh line. And maybe that's where you know if all the jokes are as short as possible, the longer you know that equals being able to listen to it longer and. Getting in more enjoyment listening longer to shorter jokes. Does that makes sense. Yeah,
1: it, it makes total sense. But I'm just glad like it hasn't devolved to the point of like caveman grunting. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, waiting room little get called in. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> other waiting room very little. Oh, yeah. That's it. That's the whole bit. That's that's exactly what he just. And we're said. doing our Tim Allen
0: impression again. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, and I like to think about the operating theater too. How the yeah. bigger the room is, the more in trouble yeah, you are. Like- you
1: don't want to be the guy <laughs> where people are watching you. And be like, oh, how are they going to fix this
0: guy? Uh-huh. Which, yeah. by the way, uh, Se- Seinfeld fans will know. Operating theaters will come back up later on. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah it's gonna. It, it's so interesting to see that. These little nuggets that they went back and revisited, like well I, let's explore that a little more. I
1: think I do know what you're talking. You do? About. I think I've like seen like a gif or like maybe a clip. Okay. Uh, and you know there's
0: like a candy involved, maybe? Is it like a
1: peanut or something? Close, close. Okay.
0: You're very Yeah, yeah. Where have you where would you have seen this gif? It has no context in anything like I don't know. Okay. Very uh, interesting. But you've seen probably Kramer and Jerry in the O R get ups. So they can watch this. I don't remember that. Yeah. part. Oh, okay. I, I think
1: I just remember like someone like watching something from. It. Oh, I don't. E- I don't even know for sure if it was yeah. an operating theater. Just yeah. like watching something like from like a high up like stand, uh-huh. and then like something gets dropped over. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, over the edge. That's the, what I'm edge. Ta- that's the is episode that I'm talking about. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know, like, any context of it. Yeah, I, I think I might have just pop seen, up. like, one clip of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't I don't even know where or
0: when. It's interesting when those little nuggets pop up in your mind. Mu- something fires and you're like, oh, that's a Seinfeld thing? I have seen that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that we will, we'll we'll, get into the operating theater with these guys. Um, uh, then we're back to, I don't know where this next scene is, but we have another smash cut. Oh,
1: we're, we're back at the chiropractor.
0: Back at the chiropractor. Yeah, chiropractor, stand-up, stand-up chiropractor, chiropractor. Which is so weird. Doesn't make any sense. Uh, but I guess it, time has passed because George is now coming out of his appointment. I guess that's the point.
1: Well, yeah. But the thing is, George is even saying, I was in there for two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> the stand-up bit was longer. The stand-up bit was longer than how long George was in for the chiropractor. But he's walking out with his bill. He's like, I was in there for two minutes. He wants $75? Yeah. Can like, I tell you
0: what I loved about this? That I ne- I never. Because I hate going to the doctor. Because if you go to like an urgent care thing on the plan that I have, it's $75. Bucks. And I'm like, God, I know. But I love that George said... What, about, what am I seeing, Sinatra? <laughs> 75 bucks for Sinatra tickets in 91, totally reasonable. That's probably the nosebleed section for Sinatra. And I'm like, yeah. I, I whenever I have to spend like more than 50 bucks on a concert ticket, I'm oh like, my God. oh God, this better be I, Frank Sinatra, for instance. This better be the best band in the world. I've only done it a couple yeah. of times, like the Pogues, for instance. Like It's got to be the most, su- I have to see this group mm-hmm. before I die, bucket
1: list item I, to me, for me to spend $50. I won't go over 40, yeah. un- unless like... All of my friends are also going and they yeah. already have tickets Yeah. because if I buy two $40 tickets mm-hmm. at like th- the way the Ticketmaster and like other ticket companies like charge you with service fees and per mm-hmm. ticket convenience mm-hmm. fees, I'm not paying any less. If I buy two $40 tickets, I'm not paying any less than like 125
0: Yeah. It sucks. Yep. But so, I don't know how I felt. I've never made the comparison though, like, wow, I paid 75 bucks to see a doctor. It almost, it, it, honestly, what it did, it made me want to spend more on concert tickets. <laughs> you know? Well, there, a study just came out this week talking about current events that say if you go to a concert every month or something
1: like that, it can extend your life by nine years. Alex Womer's going to live until the age of 110.
0: <laughs> and he's making up time, too. <laughs> um, he goes to a lot of concerts these days. And he'd never been before he was what?
1: I, I don't know. He's
0: been going to concerts
1: all his life. I'll, uh,
0: I'll admit it. There was a conversation at our, our company picnic recently where uh, I, I guess you've been giving him guff about that. But so I'm like, if anything, I'm like, you know, the next time I want to go to a concert and I have to pay for a babysitter and I have to pay for the tickets and that. Like, do I want to go to the doctor? There's a do lot I of money wrapped up in it. Yeah. 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 I'm yeah. like, pfft, I guess I'd rather go to the concert. Yeah. I, I'm do, gonna. Do, yeah. do I
1: want to go to a concert and have a good time or do I want to, I don't know, have a coronary? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I want to go to the concert. Yeah. So I'm going to. So this episode made me. Talking like it's coronary, like it's only five hundred dollars, <laughs> yeah, and not twenty seven thousand. Yeah. Probably you'll match your deductible with yeah. that coronary. Um, <laughs> but now, smash cut to the car. Boom. Uh, Jerry and Marlena. Oh, there
1: you go, Marlene. I thought... What? I wrote down Marlena. Are you sure it's not Marlene? I am Marlena. I'm one hundred percent positive. Why it's only can... Marlene. Do you want to look it up? We looked up something all last right, week.
0: All right, all right, Marlene. 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 I wrote. Down, ha. I kept... I guess I'm in a wallflowers mood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go listen to "Bringing Down the Horse." That's a good album. Um, I, so I kept writing down Marlena, so it, uh, we learned that uh, he and Marlene—let me let me
1: correct that here—smooched. <laughs> uh, they kissed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's saying uh, that uh, all they did was kiss. Mm-hmm. Paper kiss. If, if, if Jerry feels weird, he's like, no, yeah, no. I don't know. Is "Cat on the Hot Tin Roof" the one I'm thinking?
0: I think it is. This—it's she's just very. Blanche, she's just so Blanche DuBois, like high school <laughs> theater Blanche DuBois is the only thing I'm getting from her in this, uh, in this thing. But yeah, and, and Jerry is shocked. He says he's not yeah, put off by this, but he's very obviously so because we get a very dramatic fade where she's like, all right, see you around. And he's like, yeah. And then she leaves and goes... <sighs>
1: yeah, you can clearly and tell. And then
0: bla- fade to black. You can like, clearly
1: tell that uh, Jerry is falling from Arlene very, very quickly, I think.
0: This was a very serious
1: transition. Yeah.
0: Like, I was, like, taken aback. The, the first time we've gotten serious like this was when... He and Elaine are like, "Uh, do do you want want to talk about this now? Or do you want to wait in the car? We we don't, I I don't, I don't associate that.
1: They don't get serious very often. I
0: don't associate that mood with Seinfeld as a fan. Um, So that to me was very weird that they tried to make some sort of like, this is the climax of the episode. Like, uh uh-oh. Jerry, like if if there was a Dukes of Hazard episode, we get the pause and Waylon Jennings coming out. Like, Looks like Jerry got himself so in trouble. are t- he gonna get out of this? T- t-
1: tune in next week on NBC
0: for more Seinfeld. Yeah, and then we get the closing credit. But so yeah, I wish Waylon Jennings would have come in. It would have made sense. Marlene Southern accent. <laughs> yeah, At the end of the episode. Uh, okay, so now we're back in the apartment. We're talking about the cantaloupe again. Uh, yeah. Jerry got a cantaloupe from the grocery store. It's not very good. Yeah, um, and then he admits to Kramer his whole situa- sh- situation with Marlene. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, and-
1: Marlene calls, leaves a message on the answering machine. Yes, do you remember what she said? No, it's some
0: kind of shower thoughty type thing, right? Yeah. Oh,
1: Have you ever had a bubble
0: bath in the dark? And then, and then I she don't... like hangs up. She says something about talking to her soap or something. I'm talking to soap right now or some. I didn't understand it, but I <laughs> I didn't feel like rewinding it either. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's but it's a meandering story that goes nowhere. That probably would have lasted thirty minutes had Jerry picked up. Oh yeah, so absolutely. He's screening his calls. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there, I like that earlier. He's like, has she ever left you one of those messages where she uses up all the room on the machine? Yeah. Like if you went out of town for a week, people you ran out of tape mm-hmm. in your answering machine and you couldn't yeah. accept any more calls. But or this wasn't it. She no. knew to stop. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Somehow, yeah I, yeah, I guess
0: it just wasn't one of those calls. Yeah. It was just going to be, yeah. So she hangs up. But Jerry, you know, uh, again, we get Kramer's delight at Jerry's dismay, which is a joke I'm noticing for the first time watching these episodes again. <laughs> I love when Jer- when he's like, "Oh, you're having a tough time with," and Jerry goes, "Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm miserable or whatever," and and Kramer like <laughs> he smiles and he gets cool. <laughs> I love that <laughs> character quirk about Kramer. That anytime Jerry is is miserable, he thinks it's hilarious. He I, loves it. I don't. He loves I, it. It's the funny. That's it's so funny. So funny. Uh,
1: uh, but uh, yeah, Kramer is basically convincing Jerry at yeah, this point, like, yeah. "Yes, sleep with Marlene. Yeah. Have sex with her." <laughs> well, he's w- giving, without like saying it that aggressively.
0: I like that revisit. It's uh, he's saying all the things that. Jerry said to George in the car, I like that little that little yeah. thematic revisit, yeah, he's like, true. you're only human, you're flesh and blood! That's it. He wasn't there, <laughs> you know, he's saying, the, we're having the exact same conversation, I thought that was a great device. Um, and then Elaine comes in, uh,
1: carrying... C- continuation of the mo- monologue from earlier. Yeah,
0: but she's carrying a, a little red lamp, and Jerry goes, oh, my airplane lamp! Is Jerry eight? <laughs> uh, uh, this is the first time... <laughs> why why can't she just drop by with the airplane lamp has not been referenced it will never be referenced again and yeah did she just grab it from props and was like this will be funny i'll throw them off and i
1: didn't i didn't know why i can't see it being anything more than that my airplane I mean, lamp <laughs> oh my airplane lamp
0: and then he puts it on i'm like
1: oh mommy my airplane lamp <laughs>
0: I was so, basically. I was, it, it's not. I didn't. I didn't get it. it, it, it again, it just made me irrationally angry. <laughs> if anything else, like. But yeah, she continues her. We we revisit the neighbor situation, and I don't even remember. Oh yeah, she confronts him about it, and I love Jerry's delight at confrontation because when someone tells me that, like, oh man, I was at the gas station the other day, this guy pulls in. Blah blah. blah. When anyone is telling me about a time when they are confrontational, like I tell him, hey buddy, you want to move your car? I'm like. Oh, You said that because I'm so non-confrontational. Yeah, like I'm like all the characters. I think most people like the characters in this thing. The people that are confrontational, I'm like, you said that. What did you do next? What did he say? What did I want to hear everything? You know. Yeah. Exactly. And Jerry is as wide-eyed as I am. So I really appreciated that about you said that. He's just amazing. (laughs) You're the queen of confrontation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god.
1: Um. But, uh, we we get another smash cut. (laughs) Uh, actually, no, no, I'm wrong again. We do get like an establishing shot because this is in the diner. Right. And like I said earlier, this is M's restaurant. Yeah. They okay. they, they, they purposely obscure the T.O. in Tom's. Got so it's it. M's restaurant. Um, George is uh, more upset about Jerry paying the chiropractor the money the that George bucks. didn't pay him. <laughs> than he is about Jerry like talking with and potentially hooking up with his ex-girlfriend, mm-hmm. which I... I I don't know. I've never like experienced any situation like this. Yeah, uh, like with someone like just being totally okay. Yeah. with one of their best friends, uh-huh. uh, like trying to hook up with their ex.
0: The only time I've had an experience like that was high school. So yeah. again, you're not making the deepest relationship connections. But I had this uh, really long time high school girlfriend, and we broke up. And then my best friend started seeing her, and then he. Oh yeah when he called me or came over one day and I could tell he was having a real tough time uh telling me, but he's like, hey, um, I gotta tell you something uh, you know i'm I, I you know I've, I've started dating this person, and I was like I, I, I reacted exactly like George. I was like, Oh, okay. I was like, have you not been listening to me bitch about her for the past year?" <laughs> I was like, and you want to get involved with that?" You now know mm, all of the bad things yeah. about her.
1: But maybe he decided, oh, all of those bad things don't seem so bad.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Like, I was like, more power to you. And yeah. then, sure enough, three weeks later, they he was sick out. of it. Oh, <laughs> it was like, He was just sitting there one time. He's like, you know what? I don't like this. And, yeah. and uh, <laughs> I, I could have saved him right then. I tried to. I was like, have you not been paying attention? But there you go. <laughs> uh, and, and so that's probably how George felt. I, I totally identify with George there. And then we get a, a cutaway style joke where he swallows a bug first he swats a fly and then he thinks he swallows a bug and then he runs around for a minute yelling about swallowing a bug. It doesn't yeah. go it, this joke doesn't go he's, anywhere. He's
1: interacting with all the extras again. Yeah, yeah. I am I'm, I'm glad to see that theater actor Jason Alexander made it to season so two. Season two. He's like, I swallowed a fly. What do I do? What yeah. do I do? do it, I, I don't know. It was kind of funny, but not funny enough to spend any time on. No. I'd rather they ex- took that time to explain the airplane lamp. <laughs> you know? All the all this time <laughs> in this episode where yeah. they're spending on like the meaningless like setups like this, yeah, they could have given us like actual backstory on Marlene as to why we should flush like, give a shit about her. fleshed out the yeah. episode a little bit more, but he runs
0: around about the bug, and then it I mean it was kind of funny, but uh, it wasn't funny enough for me, you know, I could have left it on the cutting room floor uh, and then s- cut to the car. Where uh Marlene is saying she's not feeling Jerry, which is a funny thing, you know it's like
1: yeah ever since Tuesday night,
0: yeah, Tuesday, do you really want to talk about this <laughs> ever since Tuesday night, uh, I saw your act.
1: <laughs> I laughed really yeah, hard at this that actually. was
0: very funny yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's trying and he doesn't even want to necessarily be with her it's funny because George broke up with her, and now a woman that George didn't want to be with is breaking up with Jerry yeah, that's got to hurt as a As a friend, you know, yeah, for sure. Oh boy! But then that that sort of that's transitions sort of into the stand up job is sort of about the same theme. Now and now we're seeing that really the idea behind the show where a stand up comedian gets his material. Yeah, then he's like, oh, a woman's got to respect a man's job. I'll write a whole stand up bit about that. Yeah, well,
1: that all comes from uh, she doesn't respect uh, respect his career, and Jerry's like. You're a cashier. <laughs> yeah. So that that all comes from that, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because yeah, he's like, uh, he says, uh, "Men don't care what women do." Oh, you work at the slaughterhouse? Oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So, what uh, do you, you lop their heads off? No, you oh, just, nice, take the yeah. clea- <laughs> just take the cleaver and
0: <laughs> right off.
1: And uh, oh, so uh, why don't you go shower up? We'll uh, go get a burger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <I'm> like, <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, they don't care. Yeah, um, and that's it. Do that, you have anything else? I think that's it. Okay. Let me mention here. This is the last night note I wrote. Uh, the previous episode, I, I sort of make a little because I've been, um, you know, losing track of oh, where are we here. You know, if you listen to the first couple episodes of this podcast, I'm like, oh, where was this? Oh, that was the apartment. So I've been making a little line when we change locations. That's
1: what I've been doing too. Okay. Yeah.
0: The previous episode, there were eight location changes. Oh, this you, one. How many were there? Counting, counting, going back and forth between stand up, et cetera. So okay. counting every not not each new location, but each time we change locations. Yeah. From the first, whoops, that's that okay. From the first stand-up bit about the lane expert, uh-huh. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven,
1: twelve. Is that counting the stand-up bits?
0: Yes, counting 12, every time we go to the stand-up world. Twelve yeah. location changes. Twelve location changes.
1: Oh my god! Which was a noticeable change, In- including from eight. including the first one because it's establishing everything, right? What do you mean? Are you counting, like, when we open the episode on the stand-up bit? Oh, yes, yes. That, that's, the, one, that's, that's included one. Okay. Lane Expert
0: stand-up is one, okay. and then Car is so two. So 12. 12 total, which is noticeable. Like, the difference between eight and four doesn't sound that crazy, yeah. but in a 22-minute sitcom, it was it's a little... It's noticeable. It's noticeable how little time we spend in some of these locations. Yeah. That's the one thing that stuck out I to mean, me about the deal.
1: That's, what, two minutes or less? Yeah.
0: Yeah, That's it's, it. it's it was pretty frenetic. I yeah. will say the pacing. So Tom Sharonis, I don't know who your editor was, but uh, you know, get your act together, together Sharonus. You'll
1: never direct in this town again, or for the <laughs> the other remaining 176 episodes. <laughs> that you did.
0: Uh, all right, are we ready for our uh, listener voicemail?
1: I believe so. Okay. Uh, one of my putting on my headphones. Yeah, we uh, we received a voicemail mm-hmm. to the No Hugging No Learning hotline, which I didn't know it's existed. a secret
0: bat phone that uh, only a few people will give. Yeah, but if you I, want it, let us know. Yeah, I, it's basically I, Ted phones, Ted's phone number or my phone number yeah. if you're close enough, friends with us. You yeah, have basically.
1: It. <laughs> I I was I was told because he hit me up on Facebook Messenger after he left the voicemail. He's right. like, "Hey, I just left you a voicemail on the on the podcast." Uh, voicemail. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. It, it, it's my friend Aaron. Uh-huh. He writes for the Erie Reader, which okay. is uh, one of the local uh, alternative. It's like, like a city papers. paper. Yeah, if yeah. you live in
0: a big city, you have a city paper, probably. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: So I, I don't know
2: what he's. All right. Like,
1: what he has to say. So. Can't wait to hear it. Here we go. Hey guys,
2: love the podcast. Um, happy to be on. I want to thank you in advance for um, already agreeing to make this a, a regular segment. Um, <laughs> But listen, I, I write for the Yuri Reader, as you know, um, and I received a very distressing message. I was writing about Seinfeld um, coming to Yuri, and performing at the Warner Theater, um, and I was looking for people to give me quotes about his visit, people who had maybe seen him perform before, or quotes from his team, et cetera. Um, and that piece was already submitted. But this morning, I woke up to a message request, and I, I, it's a letter. I won't read her name, um, but this is... Guys, the the people need answers from you. Um, so the letter reads as follows. Aaron, my husband and I saw Jerry Seinfeld the very first time he came to Erie. I can't remember what year it was. We were so unimpressed with his stand-up. There were strong undertones of disgust throughout his whole act. It seemed to me that... He was disgusted with having to be an eerie PA since he was a star of a higher magnitude being pulled down to work in a podunk town. Throughout his whole act, he was very obviously bored and annoyed and wanted nothing to do with being here. He talked about playing Vegas as though he needed us to recognize that he was a much bigger star than he thought we knew. I went there loving Seinfeld, and I came away resenting him. We spent much of our hard-earned money to see him and only felt condemned by him. It won't happen again. Guys, (laughs) I I know that you're a a burgeoning podcast right now, but um, Twitter has already been set aflame by this message. The people demand answers, okay? Um, You know, get at me if you need anything else. In the words of George Costanza, how you doing?
1: (laughs) What in the... What in the world? <laughs> Who is this woman?
0: I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I have no idea. What uh, What answers do you think they're looking for? <laughs> is, do, did Jerry Seinfeld hate Erie? <laughs>
1: Why did he come back if he hated
0: Erie? <laughs> yeah, to know. make money off you rubes. That's true. Um, I, I don't even know if he tweeted about me. I don't think he actually tweets from his own account. I think it's more of just an advertisement for comedians and cars getting coffee. Probably. Uh, I would love to know if he was like, really enjoying Erie, or whatever. You know? <laughs> uh, if he did anything touristy while I was here, if he just flew in on his G6 and then flew out, or whatever he's got. <laughs> um, but that's a common thing. I, I don't know if he actually referenced Erie, but what I've seen say, I would say the same tier of... Stand-up comics, at least in the stand-up comic world, you see
1: them like in a theater setting, right? Yeah,
0: around here, like okay. Ryan Regan, yeah. Jim Gaffigan, okay, yeah. they make fun of Erie. You, you do local references; you, people laugh yeah. at it. It's funny. Yeah. You know, John Reap, when he came to town was like. He has a joke where he always throws in a local ref, like when he says, "When you're when you're proud of being from a town, you nod your head, like you know, or you yell it or something." And then when you are not proud of your town, you say, "Oh, I'm from Union City," you know, like that's <laughs> uh, fun, like it's a low. You know, he changes the local ref each time. So, yeah. um, I-, I don't know if he actually bad-mouthed you, but I think I remember Brian Regan or somebody. Um, Making fun of the airport. We have a tiny little one gate airport.
1: Oh, that yeah. little you know you can't even fly a seven forty seven into here. I yeah, don't exactly. think. Not that you would. <laughs> Brian Regan's made fun of our airport. Mike Birbiglia has make, made fun of our zoo. Okay. Uh, he uh, he it was on his uh thirty minute Comedy Central presents. Like, are you serious? Years ago. Oh yeah. Oh, I want to check. He says Eerie Zoo. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, I want to see that. Yeah. He's talking about. He's like, it is the littlest zoo you'll ever see. It's like the guy in town who owns the most animals. <laughs> <laughs> in his backyard decided that's, to oh I'm gonna open a zoo that's amazing it oh, was incredible. I gotta that I yeah. love Burbigs um okay so I guess that's it right I think so um if we missed anything if we egregiously uh yeah. skipped anything or um I don't know if there's uh something you wanted to make mention of in the podcast send us an email uh nohugging nolearningshow at gmail.com give us a follow on twitter at nohugging subscribe to us on iTunes this is for you uh listeners, in the future. In the
0: far distant future. In
1: the future!
2: <laughs> <laughs> if
0: you are a, a lifelong Seinfeld fan and you want to spoil an episode for Ted, because I know that's what a lot of Seinfeld fans have been doing or, for to you. Like, Ted, have you gotten to this episode
1: yet? We're on season one! No, we haven't! Or, actually, what would be really fun? Send us an email spoiling an episode but give me zero context. Yeah. Just tell me, like, uh, like one like punchline or uh-huh. something that yeah. happens in the episode. Right. And I'll, I'll see if I can, like, piece together like what leads up to it or something
0: right yeah like some sort of uh you know hey hey ted few silly, right you know and, and that's it <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. A, yeah
1: exactly exactly like send me like one punchline or like just like a catchphrase because yeah, yeah. uh what one of our coworkers said like towards the end of the run of the show it just becomes oh what's the catchphrase of the week uh-huh. so like just send me like one catchphrase or something <laughs> um all right and uh, that's uh all we have right I believe so. Next okay. e- next episode. Oh, yeah. What's the yeah. next episode? I ne- do not think I wrote it down. Next episode, uh, season two, episode two The Pony Remark. Uh, the Pony orig- Remark. Yeah, original air date, January 30th, 1991. Okay. Jerry thinks his off the cuff remark killed a woman.
0: Whoa. You even remember this episode? The Pony Remark. No.
1: All right. Well, we'll,
0: we'll watch it. All right. On <laughs> um, the next episode of No Hugging, No Learning, I'm Tim Murphy. I'm Ted Halliwell.